Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dork down for a while. Hey, folks. You're listening to The Dork Forest, or about to. The website's JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you like determiners, FamilyPetAncestry.com, if you like jokes, because uh, that just leads you to JackieCation.com. Those are the websites, the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song. He just heard he sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen. He'll sing the song at the end, his words to the Mexican hat dance. Patrick Brady fixes this audio. Vilmos fixes my website, JackieCation.com. There are several ways to support the show if you want to support the show. Most basic way, the PayPal button. Donate. Knock yourselves out. There's a PayPal button on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. You can also Venmo me at Jackie at JackieCation.com, where you can also email me and say things. Another way to support the show, pretty painless, the Amazon button. On both JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com, there's a link, a banner to the Amazon page where you just order like normal. Uh, doesn't cost you extra. It just supports the show. There is also merch, very direct, at JackieCation.com, a whole merch situation. You can get Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts. You can get Dork Forest t-shirts. You can get my stand-up comedy t-shirts. All the, com- all the t-shirts are union-made here in the United States of America, so they run a little big because they're made by Americans. There's also my CDs and my DVD. All of that is available uh, digitally as well, but if you want hard copies, you go to JackieCation.com, the merch page. Not available on the merch page are a couple of enamel pins that I haven't added to the merch page yet, and they are Meat Shield pins and Spooky Reading Girl pins. Email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com, if you want those pins. Um, there's also a calendar of my stand-up comedy. There are premium episodes of The Dork Forest, which are episodes that I've taped live, and they cost me a couple of bucks to make, so I charge you a couple of bucks for them. So if you've run through all of the free ones, go to thedorkforest.bandcamp.com and get a live premium episode if you'd like. The YouTube page is on fire. That's right. There's teaser clips on the Jackie Cation Dork Forest YouTube page, but there's also... The entire episode, the whole episode of The Dork Forest are now uploaded to YouTube. So if you can't listen to iTunes or whatever at work, you can just have this on in the background with a beautiful picture of the guest and the logo. Enough already. Let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in the living room, you guys. Danny Fernandez, we met two days ago. We did. Yes. It was fun. It was fun. And you mentioned that you enjoyed the Twilight Zone a great deal. I love it. And I saw that photo of you and I was like, oh, you know, I have a podcast called The Dork Forest. Because I was on your show, which is called Natural Selection on the Nerdist. Yeah, Nerdist. Is that It's actually on their YouTube channel. And then they have like a, they have a platform called Alpha, um, which is like a paid platform. So it also is on there too. And it was live streaming. It was. And it live streams every Thursday? Yes. Every Thursday at 6 Pacific time. Pacific time. There you go. People can vote. It's a good, it's a fun debate show. interactive. Yeah. It's a hilarious debate it's shows. so funny those and, guys are very well prepared. yeah kyle hill and dan casey are debaters every week and dan is is a nerd like he's always uh arguing for a fictional thing and then kyle is our science buff and he's always arguing for <laughs> science and so they'll do crazy like we did um cats versus thundercats so it was like the science of cats like could it could an actual cat enlarge you know wild cats take on a thundercat oh. um and, and I, next week 
is it's Ant-Man versus, versus actual, actual wasps. wasps. <laughs> yeah, so we, so it's a lot of fun. The one that you were on was uh, Westworld versus Boston Dynamics. Right. Yeah, robots. Neither of which I know anything about. Yeah, hilariously. Same. And I had seen the robot do the backflip, but those guys did so much. I, I felt completely at home, and they were genuinely hilarious. They're very funny. And you were hilarious. Thank you. And your alpha dude was hilarious. Yes. Uh, the guy Lee who, Travis. Lee yeah. Travis. He was a nice man. All the stat. So it was, it was fun, you guys. And is it... Uh, after it's live on Alpha, is it on the YouTube channel? Yeah, yeah. They can, can just watch some of the it. old episodes on YouTube. Okay, so yeah. you guys can watch my episode, which already aired live on Alpha, on their on Nerdist's YouTube, uh, YouTube yeah. page. Should be up there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, make it happen. All right, so other than that, you have uh, an, an, a thing... Yeah, I have a podcast uh, for How Stuff Works called Nerdificent. Nerdificent. And because you're dipped. You were dipped in the nerd world. I was, apparently. <laughs> right. And uh, that's awesome. So it's Danny Fernandez, D-A-N-I, Fernandez, spelled like Fernandez. And your, <laughs> Twitter, your Twitter feed is Ms. Danny Fernandez. Uh, it'll be I had notes. to do Ms. because Danny Fernandez is taken by a Spanish boy band singer. <laughs> so, and then the hey, other... Danny, t- spell it with a Y. I know. No, yeah. please. Uh, and then the other Danny Fernandez is a popular magician. So, well, <laughs> is this actually, your card? I know. <laughs> we're actually like, he was the one, because the other Danny Fernandez, I had asked if I could buy his handle. Um, yeah. And he got mad and blocked me. Um, and I was like, no, I was going to buy it. No, I didn't, no, not I didn't, for free. Like, I was, okay. We were going to. Uh, and then I asked, I was, I asked my, I was a lot younger. I asked my followers if they could then ask him if I could buy it and like apologize on my oh, behalf. Right. And then he blocked them. And then I think he made his profile. Uh, private, private for a while. Um, I didn't mean to be a dick. I'm really sorry, other Danny Fernandez. Other Danny Fernandez, if you are a fan <laughs> of the Dork Forest, Rangers, if you know Danny Fernandez, not Please the magician. leave them alone. First of all, leave them alone. Yeah. Yeah, they don't need it. They don't need it. And uh, so one's a boy band guy and uh-huh. one's a magician, a magician guy. Yeah, but he actually, the magician actually has like a following. So right. I wouldn't, uh, and I think he spells his name with a Y. But so, anyways, there's so many of us. There's many Danny Fernandezes mm-hmm. and you are the one. Fernandez I. Fernandez I sitting in, in Van Nuys in my living room. So I appreciate that. <laughs> now, you have a photo of you in front, as dressed as Rod Serling. Yes. In front of a spinny Twilight Zone yeah, thing. Yeah, that was at a LA Comic Con. I was actually on a panel, but it always is on Halloween weekend. Okay. And so I was like, well, I might as well dress up. I don't yeah. always dress up for cons. Um, and uh, and so I dressed up for this panel, and I bought one of the, I bought the spiral, uh, which you can get on Amazon for like $2. It's like a paper spiral, essentially. Poster. Oh. And it's the Twilight Zone spiral. Is it set? Is it labeled as the Twilight Zone spiral? I don't know. I think it's just look up spi- poster spiral or something on is Amazon. That's hilarious. If they were like, no, I know who wants this. Yeah, it's the people who love Rod Serling. <laughs> I don't know what else you would use it for. But so what I did is then I got a yardstick and I taped it and I taped the spiral to the back of me because or else I was just walking around in a suit with overdrawn eyebrows and a cigarette right. and people were and your like, hair was glossed yeah, my, down. Yeah, and people were like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> So, so Are you I, Uma Thurman? Right. What's happening? John Travolta. Um, <laughs> and so I had the spiral stick down my back. So I could, that was like awkward sitting and stuff. But then people knew that I was Rod Serling. So. Right. That did help. Now, here's, here's what I know about the television program Twilight Zone. It was on in the 60s. It was in black and white. I've seen probably 
20 episodes. That's a lot. Is that a, that seems like a lot? It I felt mean, not, like a lot. Yeah, but not, I don't have them memorized. I know they often creeped me out as a child, and uh, they were always they always meant something. They yes. were always had a super interesting message. Yes, yes. Yeah, they also they were always like a, most of them were social commentary or political commentary on society or the government uh, or the treatment of people of color or um, mob mentality. But do you remember any of the ones that you've? I seen? remember the train one. Choo choo, where the train kept going to yes, the same yes. train station. That was a creepy, uh-huh. creepy episode. Yes, um, that's I, the one that comes off. It. Oh, and the giant baby. Uh, yeah, the hand from the sky. Where there was a giant baby, and it well, that was out, the same episode. Oh, was you're it, talking about? Right? Turns out I just saw. Maybe I just saw that. <laughs> <laughs> you're just talking about the one. Yes, because it turned out that the, the the reason why the train kept going to the same station is that they were stuck. It was in a couple that got that was hungover. They had partied too hard the night before, and then they woke up and they uh, were in this pretend land. And it right. turned out that they were in a little girl's. Uh, they were yeah, stuck in her playground, right in, in her, her little, dollhouse, in her dollhouse, yeah, with her train set, and um, yeah, that was that uh, was it. That was the <laughs> that only was one that I. One. And I'm sure I've seen other ones, but it's uh, it's so funny because that one genuinely, I was like, oh, fuck. Most don't get I drunk. To, I it used to drink PSA. a lot. It was a drink PSA. a lot, so yeah. maybe that's what I. That's why I a lot resonated. Of those- the early dare program uh, was was Rod Serling, <laughs> right? So yeah, because it was on in the. Are, are you a fan of the original ones? Yes. Right? Because there wasn't there a reboot. There was and a an movie. 80, 90, 80s and nineties. I feel like there was yes. A there, TV there was show. a movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a reboot. There was a TV show, and then there was a movie, and then we have the new one that Jordan Peele is doing, uh, which oh, I that's know coming actually, out. Uh huh. It's going to be, I believe, on CBS's platform, like they're paid CBS All Access or something. I. Uh, uh, I watched Star Trek on that platform. Yeah, well, so see, you already have it. I already have it. Maybe I would watch a Creep Factor 9 uh, <laughs> that is that show. Yeah, but you said that you couldn't watch uh, Black Mirror. Yeah, I haven't been able to. People are like, it's amazing. And I was like, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I know it's really well done. I can't stand tension. I can't take it. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I, there's... I. Paddington too, uh, very possibly could throw me. That we don't scene know. where we Mufasa dies in The Lion King just oh really ruined your life. It, it affected change. No, but yeah. So, uh, so the ones. So you do you like all of them or is no. it mostly the originals? Oh my gosh. So no, definitely the original Twilight Zone is my. That's what I'm passionate about. But I would say even in those, they kind of took a turn. Like some of the episodes could be a little boring. They did have ones that were they moved it to an hour long, and it's like, what were you doing? This Uh-oh. is way too much. Yeah, that's too long, <laughs> especially back then. Like the right. writing is like woof. Um, <laughs> and and uh, some of them are repeats ish. Like they kind of use the same oh the um, sort of idea. Say- okay, yeah, and then they did that as well in Night Gallery, which was Rod Serling's other show that he had. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And so, so a lot of them could be repeated, but the, gosh, I have like a core, I would say like 30 episodes that I'm obsessed with. That are pretty with. great. Yeah, and then I have, because uh, I have a Twilight Zone wall at my apartment, which is all art. It's all Twilight Zone art. Is it original art, some of it? Some of it, yeah. No, not from them, okay. but like from artists and stuff that oh, have that, that have, have like, recreated. That I won on eBay. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do in my space time i want everyone to know i spent my 20s co- collecting twilight zone art on ebay um, there you go everybody's gonna 
hubby. Are you kidding? Well, me? I actually yeah. have. Okay, so they have a twi- a really famous um, the Twilight Zone pinball machine was actually oh, yeah. a big thing. I don't know if you ever. No, played. I played that. Yeah, I played yeah. that like like crazy. It was a great one actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, you can I see them sometimes like at barcades or something. You can you can find one, but I actually have a piece from the original Twilight Zone pinball machine. Okay. Um, I guess it was put on by Bally's. Really random, right? Um, and so I have a piece of that framed on oh, my wall. That's cool. You know, right in my neighborhood, there is a Korean restaurant that is also a pinball arcade. Oh, that's so dope. Yeah, it's crazy. I've only been there once, but I did an episode of The Dork Forest, and this guy, uh, great, great, uh, funny, I can never remember anyone's name. I can only <laughs> remember their dorkdoms. The dude? Okay. Yeah, so yeah. the guy and his dorkdom was the Lord of the Rings uh pinball machine and he did a walkthrough of how to beat it and that was his dork forest that was his episode and uh, he and he said according to the to the app that tells you where the uh, there's a local uh arcade there's one four or five blocks from your house i love it and so i went there one time just because i also love korean food Mm -hmm. and uh and the the arcade was amazing and the food was just okay But that's okay. <laughs> but it's okay. You know, it made up for it. It really so, did. The arcade kind of made up for it. Yeah. 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 There's a couple of barcades here in, in Los Angeles that I like going to. Um, there's nothing better than getting drunk with your dorky friends. And, you know? and really just, yeah, play, playing uprights. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun. So what are what what is one of your favorite episodes of The Twilight Zone? I would say it, it's so weird because it changes as yeah. like, the years change and as things become more relevant to me. But I would say my current favorite is The Howling Man. The um, Howling Man. The Howling Man. And I think it's so great to watch anytime, but definitely during Halloween or during uh, – it's just like a classic kind of spooky horror if you're into, you know, like – it starts it opens with like a narrator and it's <laughs> raining and there's a castle and it's just Ooh, like a castle yeah and so and there's like a cult and uh they essentially have captured satan uh-huh. um, and uh That's my family's also uh-huh. It's supernatural yeah. often. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I was going to say, my family is extremely Catholic. <laughs> my family is Latin Catholic and Irish Catholic. So we're like the most Catholic. Wow, that hard to get more Catholic yeah, than no, that. We're the most Catholic anyone could be. And actually, my 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 family <laughs> used to, my mom and my aunts would tell me that when I would, because I, I loved horror. I grew okay. up lo- loving scary movies. And they would tell me that I was inviting the demons in. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and well, you got to face your demons. I know. And, and invite them in. If you and, invite um, them in, then you can truly yes, face them. I, when I was, I stayed with my aunt for a little while and I have two uh, little cousins and she would literally be like, you're not watching that in here. You're not, you're not bringing the demons in here. <laughs> so, um, and uh, yeah, so, so I was uh, super into horror growing up, but uh, the howling man is, I love it because it's just this idea that Satan couldn't be inviting or vulnerable, like someone oh, that you that trust. Would, oh, right. Charming and charming. Uh, and also this idea that they had locked him away. And that's why there weren't any wars happening at that time. Okay. And that um, anytime he escaped, that's when a huge world war would happen. Well, well, well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, and it's also just, um, it's, yeah. I've, and they're so beautifully shot. They oftentimes. are. Yes. 
Yeah, and just, the guy that plays uh, the devil, it, he's fine as hell. Is he? <laughs> and I have a, I have a, I have a. Um, I have to send you a, a picture of my Twilight Zone wall, but I have art of him up as Satan on my wall, and I just, you know, look at it occasionally. You ever cover then, it up when the mom comes over? Uh, no, no. She, I mean, come on. I'm an adult. I'm like you're you grown gotta, up, lady. I'm a grown up. Yeah, yeah mom. I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm. Oh, that is so funny though. That when I, uh, I do remember my aunt sending me a scripture about not sleeping with beasts that's like actually in right. the bible um were you ever tempted to sleep with you beasts? know i've slept with very hairy men <laughs> so yes uh i would say yes i i'm I've, a dog lover but there uh, you, go. you know what i'm saying yeah uh, I, have I have never been tempted mm-hmm. to uh copulate shall we say i physically uh, sleep alone with my dog every night so oh, there yeah. you go there's yeah. some cuddling. She's the only soulmate uh, for me. So so. At, at this time. Yes. So you don't know. It could happen. You could meet nice, you a nice fella. Another or a nice Twilight Zone lover. Yeah, exactly. Someone else who'd like to. Okay, so The Howling Man, that's a good Halloween episode. It is. It's great. And does it have a twist at the end? Don't tell us. Because the thing is, is I would say let there be with Twilight Zones. The twist is something that. That if you haven't seen it, it's kind of... I mean, if, if that was the twist, is that it was Satan? I'm okay with that. Okay. But uh, <laughs> you're like, silence. Oops. <laughs> Oops. And it's also 60 years that's old. Not all, that's not all that happens in yeah, that episode. I, there's plenty others going on. But because uh, I, I don't... Uh, yeah, because I could label this as a spoiler episode of something that happened in the 60s, uh-huh. which is easily 58 <laughs> years ago, you guys. And Jackie, I do have to say I was reading a Twilight Zone article, as, as you do. Um, <laughs> this, this is how obsessed I am I, that I even read articles still about it. And they were talking about, I think it was like the top 10 Twilight Zone episodes uh, for this publication. And someone wrote in the comment section, which I also read, which is like the Devil's <laughs> Playground, but I read so it. So is. Yeah. Yeah. The Devil's Playground. I read it anyways. Um, and someone said, wow, spoilers. Thanks. And the the, uh, the author was <sighs> like, this is 50 years, 50 years old. Get over it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Rosebud, you guys. Uh, I don't mean to blow it. So, yeah. It, it, yes. I will put this as a spoiler because I I will want to know. I will want to know how I the, the I twists. I think even if we talk about it further, I'm not going to give away, like, main things from yeah. it. But just and like this. there's they're layered. Yeah. If I remember correctly, they're super dense. They're so uh-huh. beautifully shot. Yes. There's so much more to them than just the... Cause Whoever wrote them, I don't know who these. Do you know the writers? Well, yes. Yeah. So, so Rod Serling is normally credited as the writer for most of the episodes, but he actually bought many of them. Um, he's not the writer for all of them. Um, yeah, there's a there's a combination of writers, and also he bought many of them as they were plays, and some of them were teleplays, and some of them were radio oh. plays, uh, and some of them were in publications back when they would feature like short stories. And oh, right, so sort he, of that science fiction mm-hmm. stuff. So he, him, and his team actually bought like I believe there's an episode called The Hitchhiker, uh, which was written. It's about a man that follows a woman, and it was written by a woman. You know, like it was <laughs> okay. It was something that was clearly like. From the fear, you know, from from the mind of a woman, essentially. Right, right. Uh, and so that was, I believe, a teleplay that they had bought, uh, or possibly a, a, a short story that they had bought from her, and then right. made and adapted it for television. Interesting, yeah. Because um, 
Yeah, what was the which one, what was the hitchhiker one? Ooh, the hitchhiker is uh, so this woman is on a cross country uh, trip, and she keeps running across the same hitchhiker. Except she's in a car, so she doesn't realize she can't quite comprehend how at each stop he's there. How is he beating her each time? Right. And so he's like haunting her. Oh, right. And he's he's trying to get her to pick her yes. up, pick him up, kind yes. of thing. Yes. And well, actually, that is terrifying. Yeah, it is. And it's just so funny. I'm like, of course a woman would have written this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like You're a guy saying. would not even notice probably. Right. He wouldn't or this have... wouldn't happen to them, you know? Or, like, Or it would be a different story. True. Like, because the, the emotion of a dude who kept seeing another dude. Uh-huh. Or if it had been a woman, I bet you it would have been a love story. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like if it had been a woman hitchhiker, yeah. the guy would have been like, oh, we're meant to be. Right. And the woman's like. That guy's haunting me. That guy's me. trying to murder me. Yeah, that guy is clearly <laughs> going to murder me. That guy me. wants my head. Um, I actually, this is, so last summer, I recreated the hitchhiker in like a photo shoot with one of my girlfriends. Oh my God. Um, and so I can also send you that as well. If right. You want. Uh, I had her go in, um, I don't know if you've heard of iconic pinups. Have you seen? There's like no. several, several uh, women uh, in our community, I feel. have It's a, it's a lady duo that uh, there is a photographer and a makeup artist and they do pinup photos uh and i've gotten them done other comics i know have gotten them done and they're just they just make you feel good and they're really great wait they dress you up like mm-hmm. an iconic situation well they can take do a that. photo uh-huh the, or they'll just do pinup pinup style photos uh and so and they're not too far from here but what does the, it mean well is, it's just for fun no no like like literally that stack of photos behind you is Andy and I dressed as cowboys? Oh yeah! So it's like that, yeah. But f- iconic, like well, it's just, from like fifties movies or yeah, like not necessarily from a particular movie, but just like they'll shoot you in front of a record wall that they have, or they'll okay. shoot you. Um, yeah, they'll they'll do you all pinup style, and then and then shoot you. They'll do makeup, hair and makeup yes. to make you look fancy pants. Yes, and then they will take a picture of you. Uh huh. And in then their, you will have that. Both picture. of their homes are vintage, like. Straight out of the sixties, um, and it's so or fifties. Right, um, I get my decades confused. Sure, <laughs> but we weren't there. Um, yeah, <laughs> but they're so. Uh, I was actually in this documentary that they did about people that are obsessed with vintage uh, lifestyles, right? And so they both of their homes are such a treat to be in. Um, if you're they, in the LA area, iconic pinup, iconic pinup. So what I was going to say is that I asked them to do the makeup for my girlfriend for this uh, hitchhiker right. episode. So they. Did they did her? Oh, they did her like um, gorgeous big lips and hair and uh, and then I put her. Somebody I actually uh, think I posted. I love the internet sometimes uh, because right. I posted. I needed a classic like red Chevy, and someone let me borrow their. Chevy convertible from like the 50s and it was what? like in perfect condition and we got to shoot in it for free. Yeah. So yeah. So I have that. That Just is for awesome. fun. Just for fun. Uh, and then I hired uh, my friend uh, <laughs> to be the hitchhiker, to be the creepy hitchhiker. Oh, fair so, enough. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. I guess I am really obsessed with this show. You enjoy that program. It I turns do. out the program being the Twilight Zone, you guys. And I'm with Danny Fernandez. Uh, that's a, one of the, that's, it feels like a radio show. I'm with Danny, for, and it is a radio show. We're on the Dork Forest. Hi, uh, Ms. Danny Fernandez on Twitter and Natural Selection and Nerdificent and all those things. Yes. So just so everyone knows. Um, so 
All right. Iconic pinups. How about another episode? What's another episode? Um, Another episode. I'm trying to pick ones that wouldn't. Well, I could just talk about ones that are super iconic. So the one with William Shatner, the 20,000 feet, uh, Nightmare right. at 20,000 feet. Did they, re- did they remake that one into the movie? Yes. Okay. I think they did. Yeah. So I remember um, Jackie, there's somebody. I don't know if you could tell, but I don't really, I didn't really. The movie wasn't yeah. your go-to. <laughs> I watched miss- it a long time ago. But- I'm told that it's sort of a cult favorite. Like people kind of love it. True. But. I like parts of it. I don't think you've missed a lot. Yeah. It's Or you saw it once and there's no need to see it again. I feel like they did redo that one. Yeah. I feel like it was in there, but that one's pretty iconic. I okay. feel like they, they mentioned that one. I don't in- think I've seen that one. What? Yeah, oh. I know it. I, but because I watched all the original Star Treks and I like William Shatner right. <laughs> so why wouldn't I have seen it but I actually don't all I know is that there's a monkey on a on an airplane there's something wing. on the wing yeah yeah there's something on the wing and that's uh I just remember an Ace Ventura that like there's something on the wing because um, oh, they were doing an impression, impression which he doesn't really sound like that um, until he until Star Trek slash he probably actually doesn't really sound like that. Right, I think that he must he did it he did it a little bit in Star Trek uh-huh. when he was trying. I think he was he wasn't really tired. You know, like well, sometimes when you're acting and you're supposed to be winded or you're supposed to be terrified. Right, that was his way of yeah, doing. Yeah, it was that. the hesitation. Yeah, it was the dot dot dots in the script. Yes, and he was like, "I need to play that. Like I'm really exhausted or something." And it, it's it's sort of like watching Harrison. I mean, I guess Harrison Ford has a hard time watching himself in the uh-huh. in a New Hope. Yeah, uh, and in the first Indiana Jones, Indian, though Indiana Jones is better because he doesn't feel like he's a good actor. So, which is funny because everybody got all in that guy solo, the guy who did right. solo. They're like, he wasn't a good actor. And I was like, well, then it's par for the course. <laughs> it doesn't matter because yeah, uh, neither yeah. was Harrison Ford. Right. You know, that's so funny about the original trilogy of Star Wars, especially with how like crazy toxic the fandom has gotten now. And now some guy raised like 85 million to. Or, was it 85 million? Or it wants to raise 85 oh, right. million to remake it. And it's like, you know, if you watch the original trilogy, which, you know is the trinity like i know it's blessed <laughs> sacred ground but um if you watch it there's holes in it like there's there's not great like yes. there's tons of problems with I it i think we were talking about this at, at our show room? yeah because yeah. <laughs> i i literally if which is a safe space to total like safe space and this is a safe space too to say i loved it when i was 11 mm-hmm. and i own it right and i don't like sort of the things that lucas added to it and stuff to jazz it up and put more monsters and more, oh, yeah, more yeah, cuddly yeah in it uh i like the original but when i do watch it i and my favorite thing about the last jedi was that luke skywalker still a fucking whiner still whining (laughs) to the last minute yeah stand in front of an army with my sword and you're like yeah that's the job dumb shit he never intended to be he he never intended to be who he became i think well my thing was, is he always wanted to be a hero, right? Yeah. He wanted to go off and fight the thing. Mm-hmm. And then he gets to fight the thing and he's like, it's hard. Yeah. And you're like, dude, don't sweat it. And so I loved, I loved his character in New Hope and Empire and Jedi. And I loved him in Last Jedi. And I'm cool with it. But I also know that I'm never going to be 11. Right. So, uh, again. Yeah. So when I see a new Star Wars movie grain of salt i'm like i wonder how that is like the one that was the war movie here's a spoiler everyone dies in yeah the war rogue movie. one yeah rogue one mm-hmm. so everyone dies in rogue one um 
because everyone we dies in would. Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, because um, they're the rebellion. They're and the we rebe- knew that they had to die before the first Star Wars movie starts. Right. And and we and we knew because they said a lot of people died to get yeah. this to you. We didn't they didn't say everyone died. So somebody could have lived if they wanted them to. But that Rogue One was such a great movie. It was uh-huh. such a great war movie. Um that I really liked it. Some of the hardcore Star Wars fans didn't like it because they were like, mm, too sad. And you're like, you <laughs> cannot be pleased. Yeah, they can't. You cannot be they pleased. They can't. Just make a new space cowboy movie. Yeah. If you had $85 million, you wouldn't make a remake, would you? Right. Yeah. I wouldn't. No. I, I And also an IP that I don't own. <laughs> That's going to get shut down. Um, put this up on you, yeah, put this up on YouTube and it, it stays up there for 10 minutes. Right. Um, before it's 85 done, million. Right. Before it's done loading, the algorithm has already tagged it and it will not continue. Um, I totally agree because I feel like a lot of times, like with uh, what we saw with The Last Jedi, is that they had a lot of theories about what they wanted to happen. And the funny thing is, is, is that if Ryan Johnson had gone with that, uh, they would have been angry. Like, see, I told you, and yeah. then they didn't go with it, and then and then they're angry about that. So I feel like there's no winning, um, right. and they also just act like they own it when they don't. And I'm I'm more for I would rather these these filmmakers taking risks with this, yeah, um, with this franchise that is oh, we've already done so much for, um, than to continue to either one play it safe or pander to an audience from decades ago. Right, right, because those guys are going to die. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jo- do you know Joseph Scrimshaw? Yes, yes. So he was on the door. He was on the Dork Forest, and his dorkdom was the prequels. He was a Ooh, huge Joseph. fan. Yeah. He, he, and well, bless him. Bless him. Know? Exactly. Yeah. And of an age where he was 11 uh-huh. when Phantom Menace came out. So I gave it to him. And then so we're and I'm listening to him. And his criteria for liking the prequels was that if there was one good scene yeah. in each movie, it was worth watching. And I was like, fair enough. Then I'm glad you liked them. Right. Uh, I don't need to watch them. I don't yeah. need to watch anything. Just watch a to... clip of that scene and you're good. Right. That Darth Maul fighting scene? There you go. You're right. That is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, I like... Uh, the Pod Racers. The Pod Race was actually pretty fun. Yeah. And, um, but we had to, you know... There's just there's so many jokes about how who wants to watch a movie about a little boy who becomes evil. You're right. That is hard. Yeah. So uh, but uh, (laughs) I was like, that's fine. Anyway, we've weeded off as per usual in the dork forest. My ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. Rangers, it's me, Jackie Cation. And this ad is for Tomboy X. It's underwears. It's actually all kinds of underclothes. Actually, I have ordered an active unisuit in the hopes of becoming active. Go to tomboyx.com slash dork and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. And Rangers, you get an extra 15% off with code dork. Again, you code the code is dork for an extra 15% off. Regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody feels comfortable in. Yeah, when I went to the website, I was like, what? They have all kinds of underwear. They have they have bikinis, they have briefs, and then they have boxer briefs, they have trunks, they have boy shorts, they have soft bras, they have razorback bras in uh, basic colors, seasonal prints, brilliant colors, and all the options come in like extra small to 4X. It's underwear that looks like it would be comfortable. I, I genuinely like underwear, and I'm looking forward to my active unisuit. So go to tomboyx.com slash dork and get an extra 15% off. Let's get back into the show.
I do want to say he's in William Shatner is in two Twilight Zone episodes. Oh, is so he? he's in two of my favorites. Yeah, so Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet is that famous one when there's something on the wing. Uh, which, by the way, it has it's so much more than just that. He is a recovering. Um, I don't know if it's an addict, but he he just came off of having a a break a mental breakdown where he was hospitalized. So that's kind of the the um, undercurrent of that. Oh, that, that a lot he of might forget. be hallucinating. Yes, and that he might be quote unquote a crazy person. But it's right. really interesting that they were trying to tackle some of these mental health issues. That the, he openly was someone at the start of the episode that was flying back, and he had just been through a hospitalized breakdown. Interesting. So that's part of that. And also flying is freaking scary it was what decade it was in the 50s right right so all those people were gambling with their lives in a way brand new thing mm -hmm. it was a new frontier and it was actually terrifying Mm -hmm. uh and also they could still smoke on planes uh oh sure was what everybody was everybody (laughs) i think people coming over to help him were like out of cigarette (laughs) what do you need hand him a vicodin um so that's one of my favorites <laughs> with him. And uh, Nick of Time. Nick of Time is oh. another one which I love. It is about a newlywed couple who um, go stop at a diner and there is a little bobblehead devil uh, fortune teller that is at each little dining station. Yeah. And they put a penny in and it gives them their fortune and they get addicted to it. Um, and they feel like they can't continue on with their life without consulting this little penny fortune teller. And so they have to keep going back to the diner or they never leave the diner. You know, you have to find that out. Right. I'd have to watch that. But here's, here's one of the things about Twilight Zone that I also liked is that I, I'm going to guess they have to stay at that diner because they can't afford an extra set. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they had a lot of the same set. It was at CBS and you can tell that a lot of the quote unquote, like what Main Street was, a lot of the Main Street USA, like that. Yep. That was a lot of their sets looked the same and it essentially looked like middle America, uh, 1950s. Which actually added Um, a spooky layer to it as far as I'm considered. Cause you were like, are they in the same? No, this is a different episode. They look like they're in the same. Yep. This is a different episode. Yeah. What's happening here? Right. And so it was all very, did they have ones that took place in the woods? Was there one in the woods? Probably. Um, there was one. There's one. a pretty uh, one that actually scared, terrified my mother as a child called The Invaders. Okay. And that was about a woman that lived alone in a wooden house, a wooden shack by herself, like completely alone, was yeah. always alone. Actually... No speaking the entire episode. The whole episode's yeah. silent? Mm-hmm. Most of it. Uh, she Yikes. doesn't actually talk at all. So, um, and I Bitches, think whenever man. Who, she- needs <laughs> Who needs them to talk? Well, you know, I forgot the actress's name, but I do know that whenever she got the script, she was like, and where are my, where are my lines? <laughs> and where do I, can you imagine being like a, a respected actress and just being like, where am I? So when do I come in? I'm confused. So, am I playing um, Helen Keller? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was uh, these little alien robots, tiny little people that drop in and, uh, and start like stabbing her at different at like, you know, her in the, in the dark and in this oh. little cabin that she lives in by herself. Uh, and it terrified my mom uh, when she was growing they up. They live under the bed. Well, see, they're little aliens that have dropped in. They come from little invaders. They Mm -hmm. come from the ceiling. They come from yeah everywhere. They're kind of like sneaking into her her place, and and so she'll just be backing up into something, and one of them will shank her. (laughs) Oh my god! So it is uh, (laughs) it is a terrifying. uh, Also, another great one: the invaders. The invaders. That Mm -hmm. is uh, that. uh, 
your mom isn't wrong. No. Holy smokes. Yeah. That uh, that does sound creepy because the thing is is everyone's afraid of the dark anyway. Yes. And when you when you when you say little, you keep doing this. I'm so sorry, you're talking so people like two can't and a half see. two yeah. and a half inches. Inches, uh-huh. Just like two to three inch tall right. aliens yeah. who are knifing. Think this. of like beetles, yeah, but with machetes or something. Excellent. Just just uh, full on ankle biters. Yes. In this case, ankle <laughs> knifers. Yeah. And uh wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, literally, we've talked about one, uh, two, three, four, I think like five, five episodes already. So, um, do you have another? I do want to say one that I feel like is very relevant to today, uh, which I weirdly had to read the play. It was made into a play that I had to read in high school English class. Oh, weird. So that was kind of my, I'm sure I saw it before then, but, um, it's called The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. And, to this day, yeah. it is one of the most relevant, still relevant commentaries on mob mentality. Um, oh. And it is about essentially the lights go out on uh, on Maple Street mm-hmm. and everyone starts blaming each other and it just turns violent. And it's so – it's such a commentary on human nature and our nature to <laughs> – when you know we're scared yeah. to need to blame and this kind of like uh there's a really great quote too that i'll have to bring up from it but um yeah it's super super relevant still that That's i recommend so everyone weird. watch so if the power goes out on a mm-hmm. street yeah and everybody freaks out and they're like it's your fault the power went out and somebody else says no it's that guy's fault that the power went out and then this third person says no it's that person and then that escalates and no one fixes the power uh where where am I in this? Because I'm the one who's going, hey, is anyone going to fucking fix the problem? I feel like you would be blamed, Jackie. Oh, I feel like you that? would be, uh-huh. Oh, my God. Or what if you had a suggestion and it was like, yeah, yeah. and people were like, well, then she knows. You know, and this was also a, a time, it's often attributed to McCarthyism, um, that episode, but I... I, uh, being the dork that I am, I listened to the complete <laughs> Twilight Zone companion, um, which I got on Audible, and I guess that was incorrect. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a book. Um, sure there's, a, it is. there's a couple of them. There's a couple of Twilight Zone companion esque books, but there's one literally called The Twilight Zone Companion, and I, I listened to it on Audible when I was like cleaning and, and cooking sure. and things. And uh, living your life? Living my life. Very fascinating because uh, it gives like so much of the behind the scenes of these and episodes that almost didn't, you know. And also, like I was saying, some of the social commentary that uh, you can watch, you can watch uh, interviews with Rod Serling where he'll talk about censors how they were censored, you know, being at CBS okay. and being at the network. And I think for him, it's kind of like if we look at X-Men being a, a commentary on the treatment of people of color during right. the civil rights uh, or the disabled. Or um, homosexuals. It's, or homosexuals. Yeah. yeah, so many things that I've, even over the years, it's been, uh, you know, uh, used to represent different things. And same with Twilight Zone, where it was easier for them to maybe have an alien than it would be a person of color. Oh. So it would be easier for, and sadly easier for audiences to relate to like, oh, you're hurting this alien, you know, that yeah. type of thing. And oh my gosh. So he essentially in the in this interview that I watched would talk about how much they were censored as writers to the point that you don't even necessarily come up with those stories anymore. That your brain, like you're just so used to being censored that you no longer, which is kind of frightening, but that yeah, you yeah. no longer push 
that boundary. Like you don't even write those stories anymore. And he said that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can, I mean, in so, in so many words, but yeah, you so can the, watch that. The monsters are due on Maple Street. Is a they they thought it was a, a McCarthy. Oh, because then it became kind of a witch hunt. Is yes. that what the monsters like? Who caused this? Yes. Why is this happening? Including blaming children. Um, oh wow! And so, and just how quickly in the chaos that we in the darkness and in the chaos we can turn to monsters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so this is a this is a quote from it. It says, "For the record, this is at the end of the this is at the end of the episode. For the record, prejudices can kill and suspicion can destroy. And a thoughtless, frightened search for a scapegoat has a fallout all of its own for the children and the children yet unborn. And the pity of it is that these things cannot be confined to the twilight zone." Oh man, it's such a great. I mean, but so what many of their episodes. So many of their episodes are like that, where it's just you watch it and you're like, I can't believe we're still dealing with this, right? But that's just human nature, right? And what I what I've always liked about the Twilight Zone is that he literally had no fucks to give at None. the end of the show. He was just like. No, just going to pull away the curtain mm-hmm. and tell you exactly what I was talking yeah. about. Yes. So there was censorship, but at the end of it, he's like, yeah. That's, this is us. This was, uh, this was what I was talking about. Yeah. And you might want to look around. And, yes. And uh, by the way, I wasn't allowed to uh, book any black people. Right. So, yeah, right. That kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's brutal. And he also has gorgeous eyebrows. I'm really, you know, they, <laughs> they <laughs> he's, uh, he's the original daddy. Like if I were, there's a game out called Dream Daddy, um, which it, you can, it's a dating, <laughs> a dating dad simulator. Um, <laughs> and uh, I would love happening? Rod Surly. I want to, to just create. Characters? A di- oh yes, um, which what, actually is really awkward because his daughter is-, is still alive and like actively, you know, sharing things about him. Yeah. So he is an actual dad. But um, what talk platform- to me about this <laughs> about Dream video Daddy? game? Yeah, let's talk about Dream Daddy for I a second. I think it came out like a year ago. Um, one of my friends is a voice actor for it. Um, but essentially, with the internet being so into dads and dad bods, okay. Um, which they are. Uh, that's something that I've also seen David Harbour from Stranger Things uh, tweet about, <laughs> that he loves the fact that everybody is so into dad bods, embracing his inner dad bod All right. and outer dad bod. Um, I know that Bert Kreischer gets to take his shirt off, but I there don't. There you go. You yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. That's it. No one's into mom bod. Someone. <laughs> hey, guys. You know, people see my bod and they're just like, I just want to hug it. You're like, no, I get no, that. I get yeah. that. Yeah. And please ask. Well, so please. there you go. Yeah. Consensually. <laughs> um, Dream Daddy. If you miss is- your mom, I will hug you. Yes. <laughs> Dream, Dream, Rangers. Dream Daddy is a yeah, dating dad simulator game that you can play and date a dad. And there's a couple of different ones. I think there's even a vampire dad um, for people in- that are still stuck <laughs> in their goth phase. Right. Talk to me. Okay. What is it like? The Sims? Yes. Oh no, not the Sims, but like um, I don't know. I can show you a picture of it, but yeah, it's essentially like you. Some of them have kids too, so you're like also trying to like, like win be over a their step do- uh-huh. parent. Yeah. To the- <laughs> this is where we've gotten in our lives, right? But, you know, this things is- are so bleak. If people want to date an internet dad, uh, they want to date an internet. Go dad. for it. Did it EA? EA put this out. Who's, no. who's got Blizzard? Um, no, it was we... an independent. It was an independent. Um, yeah, actually, I think I forgot who. Dream Daddy. Let me bring it up. It's Dream Daddy. By and um, it's a, and it's just probably oh a by Game Grumps. So Game Grumps are like a and, popular. And it's a phone. It's just a phone app, kind of like you can. Yeah, like my Marvel Puzzle Quest. <laughs> here, so here's. 
Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator. You are not wrong. That um, is exactly what that is. Here and they are. They're the dads you can date, and you could. Uh, looks like you could date a skateboard dad uh, who has a baby Bjorn uh-huh. uh, kind of kid. You can ad- possibly some lumberjack slash carpenter. You know, Bill Dwyer, stand-up comic, used to do a joke about nobody loves their kids more than a divorced dad who sees them every other weekend and on Wednesdays. <laughs> and, it's true. Uh, <laughs> he's like, he's the, he's, he's a guy who loves, nobody loves his kids more than a divorced dad. Yeah. And, um, Jackie, I have to say, it looks like somebody made a mom version of Oh, them. there you go. Oh, you, the ladies. you dream daddy fan artist receives hate for gender bending. Oh, God. That's, you know, why that's wouldn't like, she? That's why such an she? onion article. <laughs> <laughs> that's Clickbait. so funny. That is funny. But uh, so. Um, so Twilight Zone. So Twilight Zone. Uh, too funny. Dream Daddy. Uh, weed off. Weed back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, those. That's uh, those. A couple more episodes. Nice work. You're yep. you're clipping through them here. Yeah. How many How many years was it on? Do you know? Um, I think like four. Right, three or four. Um, I I truly don't know. Yeah. I. You want to know something that's funny? I incorrectly, like a year or two ago, I was on a, an episode talking about Twilight Zone, um, which, you know, <laughs> what I want to say is that I originally, like, okay, so I have anime characters tattooed on me. And right. when we were originally talking about me coming on, I was like, I could talk about anime, but what I talk about those? So this is Goku and Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Um, just Who like, doesn't want to hang in the air and growl at each there other? There you go. For yeah, minutes get super at time. buff and, uh-huh. and just like, and then, and then eat a lot. Uh huh. Scream. <laughs> And you got it. That's exactly what they do. I love that Naruto, yes. uh, which I'm sure is being pronounced incorrectly for no, fans. No, you, you pretty yeah. much, yeah. It's Miley Flanagan has been on the show. She is the voice of Naruto. Oh, and, uh, that's we, so cool. And we started, uh, we, I know her from Minneapolis. She's yeah. an old uh, stand-up t- friend. Yes. So, um, so yeah, you could have talked about, I, I've done uh, Akon a couple of times, anime oh, okay. convention yeah. in Dallas. Okay, yeah. And uh, it's a con that I love. Because it only has 8,000 people at it. Yeah, it's doable. Who who doesn't want to hang out with 8,000 people that I know I'd love? Because I know regular San Diego Comic Con is probably 100,000 people that I would like. 100 to 200,000, yeah. But it's too many people. Too much. Like, I would like to meet 3,500 people. I like that the numbers are going down. What I really want to meet is a grand, <laughs> a thousand people that I'm willing to have yeah. lunch with. Two hundred people max. So you're you you're going to go to San Diego and do some panels. Are you I doing am. anime panel? Or? Uh, I don't think so. I'm on a panel. Gosh, I don't even know the names of my panels. I know right. when they are. Uh, <laughs> oh right, you is, have them written down. Yeah. I are you moderating I, or are you just? I'm a being panelist. A, I'm a, a guest. Pan, a talking mm-hmm. head. Yeah. yeah. Except one of them. I think I might be doing one with Skybound, who they do the Walking Dead, and the Walking Dead I believe is coming up on its anniversary. Uh, and so I read the first tr- trade on that one. Yeah. And then I was like. Uh, I never really got The Walking Dead. I had a, did a dork forest that ended up being about The Walking Dead and how it was a social commentary about mob mentality yes. and, and family yeah. and sort of and dealing with um, – and not about zombies because I read it and I was like, 
Is it just going to be zombies, zombies forever? Because I don't care. No, they're just yeah, they're, yeah. And oh, they're like, zombies. They're no. always running away from zombies. It's about it's gonna it's gonna be about the nature of how people deal with stress. Is what right. it seems to be. Well, also, what happens when you no longer have a government and you have to make your own government and you have to make your own rulers, <laughs> right, and, right, and have a, a ruler who you know? Yeah, I guess have, I'd rather watch Mad Max. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> true. I love Mad true. Max. True. Um, so, okay. So is there another episode? You want to talk about another episode? Yeah. Let's see. people. Okay. So l- let's recap. Uh-huh. The Howling Man, The yes. Hitchhiker, Nightmare uh, at 20,000 Feet, Nick of Time, The Invaders, The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street, and oh, the, wait, let me, let me ask you quickly about The Twilight Companion. Okay. Is it written by someone from the show or is no. it written by a fan like yeah, someone I think who it's studied it someone that studied non-fiction. it yeah but really went into deep you know detail of finding out about the history of these episodes and a lot of the lore behind them um, yeah like what is i mean like facts that people wouldn't know behind the th- scenes things and like how this episode almost didn't happen or this person I can't remember the episode, but it was – so th- this particular episode was about a uh, – these people – I'd have to look at it. So it was essentially they were supposed to die at, in this war and the actors that were in the episode were in a plane crash the night that it was supposed to air on CBS. Yeah. And so CBS had to hold the episode because they didn't know if they were alive or not and they didn't want to be insensitive to their family. Right, right. And then the actor, the ma- I don't know if everyone died, but I know the main actor and it didn't. And like that's the same thing that happened in that episode is that he didn't. He didn't make it. No, he didn't die. Oh, he didn't die. Yeah. Yeah, and it was this every everybody else. A lot I don't, of I don't know a, if they several other people died. I don't know if they did actually. I think that they might. I should have paid attention more on that episode, but I just remember finding that fascinating. That is fascinating because yeah. they and and I'm sure I'll be corrected by somebody listening. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But there well, was a link there where like this episode that they shot, and then they were in an actual plane crash um, the night that it was supposed to air. So they so, were like, "We're not going to air that one." Did they? Did they, they did air? A- yeah, they ended up airing it, I believe. Oh, so they got sort of word that it that people were alive, yes. and they aired it in the eleventh hour, or I don't know. I wonder what they would have. You done. know, what? you should listen to Twilight Zone Companion because yeah, it might- <laughs> it turns out it's on Audible. You guys, the Twilight Zone Companion. It's um, so it's Rod Serling doing almost all. Is he a one man band on this thing? He really just wanted to be a writer. He really just wanted to be behind the scenes and. They, it's so fascinating that they made him the main host. Because he was a main host, he wasn't able to be as involved in the writing of it anymore. But um, to me, I'm just like, he's such, he's so sexy, he's so good. Like his voice is so soothing yeah, and yeah. He's so perfect for it that it's fascinating to me that he almost wasn't the host, that he almost wasn't the face of it and that he was okay not being the face of it. Yeah, that's weird because almost everybody else is like, no, I need to be on the thing. Right. I want to be on yeah. in the movie. Uh-huh. Like most of the directors on all the movies are like, there's a cameo with right, them. Right, right, right. So they all M. Night. <laughs> yes, yes, they all want. What they twist? That when you said that they all have a twist, that's immediately what I thought of. <laughs> what they twist? What a twist! And so, okay, so what's another favorite? Um, another one that I'd recommend would be. I'm trying to think of ones where, like, if I say it, well, I won't give away what it's about. Oh, okay. So another really popular one is um, "It's a Good Life," and that is because. Everyone has been – it's the one with the little boy who can control 
things with his mind. Ooh. And since Donald Trump became president, yeah. um, a lot of people have made uh, – Reference to that Reference to that or comics of him as a little boy or something like that. Yeah, it's a six-year-old boy who can make things and control people and and harm people with his mind. And he essentially just throws – Well, yeah, but he essentially just throws tantrums. He wants everyone to worship him and uh, and so that's what I think – He's just this little – He's just a little monster. A little monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a good life. Yeah, that's another one that has come up a lot recently because of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He's also a monster. Yeah, a yeah. little monster. He's a little tiny uh, handed <laughs> monster. I and, feel I could take him in a fight. Uh, yes, and I wish you would. Uh, <laughs> I think legally I won't be able to be 100 feet within the White House after this podcast. Exactly. It's uh, Though uh, my friend Maria Bamford uh, put out a restraining order on him because mm. uh, uh, she felt threatened. Yeah, and uh, they threw Same. it out of uh, they threw it what? out of court. Yeah, oh, they said, and she was like, "Really? You don't think that I'm threatened?" And uh, and they and she could have appealed, and then TMZ picked it up, and she got a lot of death threats and oh, stuff God. On, the, on the internet. And she um, was talking about it on stage, which made me laugh because she said, "Somebody said you should kill yourself," and she said, "I've tried." I to. know. Yeah, great great minds think alike. <laughs> and uh, and he said, "Well, you're crazy," and she's like, "No, documented." Totally documented. I'm on meds. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. went like that. So Yeah. I uh, I wish that I could Venmo him for like emotional labor or something. <laughs> you know, yeah. like just send him like a thousand dollars. I should Venmo the president my therapy bills. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, right. Because you can bill on Venmo yeah. as well as pay. Right. I'll just right. request. I think I did do that to a congressperson who was a piece of shit. I <laughs> requested $500 and they never accepted it. Oh, I think I put like maybe possibly for being a piece of shit. But, um, oh, that that will uh, that, that'll thwart. <laughs> I have a friend who, um, who and I've started doing this is uh, she sends her friends sometimes 10 cents. And then she writes in the note seven thousand dollars, or <laughs> just missing you. Yeah, because you can't just because uh, if you follow the Venmo feed, mm-hmm. it's kind of fun. Yeah, and um, it's sometimes it's more fun than Facebook, right? You know, seeing and, what people are doing and paying for. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and sometimes because you can't see amounts, right? You can just right. see you can just see whatever the note yeah. is or the or the piece of pie, uh-huh. like the weird emoji. Anyway. Um, so I was, I sent, I sent a couple of 10 cents the other day just cause I was thinking of people and I love the idea that, uh, you can send somebody a, a dime. I should do that. Yeah. yeah. It was really fun. Thinking of you, here's a, here's a million dollars. Oh, you can just the, write whatever you mm-hmm. want in the, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. I have actually billed one of my friends for, um, not billed. I paid them for, <laughs> I was going through a breakup and I felt that I was writing them so much that I sent them $35, which is the copay I paid to my therapist. <laughs> and I sent it to one of my friends because I really felt like I was just taking up so much of their texts and their time and emotional labor. <laughs> and then they sent it back to me and was, and I think they wrote like, um, stop you fucking dork. <laughs> Welcome to the dork forest. You yes. guys, I'm talking to Danny Fernandez <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. So uh, I was going to ask you, now we can still talk about Twilight Zone. I'm not saying we can't talk about Twilight Zone. We all have about 10 minutes left. But um, you did mention your Catholicism. And oh, I don't know anything mm-hmm. about Selena. <laughs> and you were t- you showed me that picture. 
of Selena as the Virgin Mary. And um, I can cut that out. Selena is very important uh, to my community. No, I uh, growing up, I wanted to be Selena. Um, She's a singer. She was taken from us way too soon. Didn't she have um, a fairy tale funeral? Did she, uh, you know? Probably. I think. Uh, I imagine that her. Horse. Oh yeah, her her family is also very very religious, um, as most of us <laughs> are. Um, and uh, Catholicism is a huge part of our of the Latinx community. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but yes. Yeah, so what I was telling you is, I have it's called the Virgin Sita. It's like a little um, picture of the Virgin Mary, but. Um, what my mom doesn't realize is if you look up really close to it, it's actually Selena. <laughs> like it straight up is Selena. Straight Somebody up. drew her as a Virgin Mary. Um, and she's in her little like one piece suit. Um, <laughs> and, but it's up on my, it's up on my shelf and it just looks from far away. It just looks like uh Mary. You have a nice, a nice picture of the Virgin Mary in your house. I do. Yeah. Right. So, and then I have a frame. <laughs> I did show you. I'm weird. I have a framed picture of Selena, uh, holding her Grammy. Uh, oh, one there of you her go. Grammys, yeah, and I don't know her personally. You've never met her, no. I think she was. I think I was like six when um, she, she was killed. Sure. Yeah, um, but you know, I feel was anytime, she killed? Yeah, Selena was. <gasps> that's so terrifying. What just happened, Jackie? That's terrifying for someone that's not into spooky things. We just listened to police. A police scanner just. Oh, that means they up- could be listening to us. Well, enjoy Shoot. it. Oh no, Jackie! We were just talking no. about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! We just want to bill him. Oh no! If there's, I... uh, <laughs> this is a helicopter test area that I live in in Van Nuys, you guys. This is this, terrifying. That is terrifying. Um, I never said just, it. just I... did. Uh, the episode I just recorded oh. right before yours was entirely about the paranormal. Oh. And that's uh, another thing I know very well. I should talk to her. I've been on paranormal podcasts. Oh, fair mm-hmm. enough. It's paranormal. Karen yeah. is the name of her podcast. And, uh, she reads tarot cards and she has another what? podcast. Oh, I need, she's to know really her. good at it. Actually. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, uh, I'm not going to speculate. She's probably an energy reader. They're yes. Really good. Uh, well, she has another podcast called uh, Karen and Kara can read and Karen Kara Sultanovich, uh, oh do, yes! Do um, someone told me about that? Yeah, you would like that. Uh, you Ryan could even Singer. be on that. Mm-hmm. Ryan Singer. There mm-hmm. you go. Yeah, I was on his paranormal. Me and you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Podcast. I've had many paranormal things happen. Um, in fact, I went to see a psychic for the first time like two weeks ago, and I sat down, and they're like, oh, "Do you?" Well, one, my girlfriend. Sat, my girlfriend <laughs> they gasped. They gasped. My girlfriend sat down first uh, before me, and like they gave her a totally normal reading. Then, I mean, like everything that was so spot on for her. And then I sat down, and they're like, oh, "Do you have a Do you have a witch in your family?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I have like some bruja blood." Which which is true. Okay. I was like, my family's very spiritual in many different ways. But um, yeah, I was like, oh God. And we just kind of looked at each other. I was like, that's really creepy. That is um, creepy. But they didn't say that to her, but said that to me. Um, anyways, I would like to say that I, I just want to build the president for emotional labor and that's do it. nothing else. That's it. Yeah, don't worry Anyone about listening. it. Uh, I would like to say this. I don't have any skills. Uh, I would like to re- lead the revolution. I don't have any skills that would do that. So at this time, it's all civil disobedience and me uh, scheduling a sit-in. <laughs> so uh, Those are necessary. They're, they're as supportive as, as anything else. 
until other people clearly get tumbrils and torches. So, um, Jackie, I was going to say Selena was killed by the president of her fan club. Oh my God. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Stalkery horribleness. Mm -hmm. And her name was Yolanda, which we all remember. It was a woman. like so sad that anyone that was named Yolanda after that, because we just hated her. Right, (laughs) right. Which is my aunt, my tia, um, Yoli. Uh, Well, call her Yoli. Yeah, we do. We (laughs) do. Um, And I'm sorry to anyone named Yolanda listening, but I know it was a rough childhood for you after Selena was murdered. Exactly. And we're going to call you Yoli now. Because yeah. it's a great name. Mm-hmm. Yoli's an awesome name. Uh, so any Twilight Zone nugget you want to leave with? Because we're pretty close here. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, like people could people could definitely download the companion. Yeah. And if it's they want to hear cool so s- stories. The majority of it, I believe, is on Netflix. I think except season four. Either season three or season four, for some reason, isn't on it. And I, I was going to say I was on another podcast talking about it like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I incorrectly talked about the tower of terror the tower of terror was not an episode oh wasn't it was just i've been on that ride yes. at disneyland and they took that away from us and they oh, made right. it they into made guardians it into- of the galaxy <laughs> that's right um i like tower of terror actually it was pretty it wasn't too scary it was yeah, good i enjoyed it uh i loved it but it is not a real it's a fake episode it's not a real episode oh why i wonder because there are real episodes, right? Was there ever a, a, a hotel episode of the? Well, of uh, yeah, yeah, I Twilight think there was. Um, and then another one that I'm thinking of that had an elevator that didn't drop, but uh, the After Hours. I'm just, I'll just leave with that one. The After Hours is a is an episode that I love about a uh, a woman. How do I not give this away? I don't know. A woman who goes to a department store and weird things happen. Oh, I vaguely remember that mm-hmm. one, but I don't remember. Anything about it, except for yeah, they always he would always pick like the most mundane kind yes. of places, mm-hmm. and then something supernatural would happen, or something so incredibly like even more mundane, yeah, and then it would just escalate, right? Like it would it would be like no, this looks like a super safe place, and then all of a sudden, something you're at the grocery store, and. Uh, uh, everyone goes nuts. Yeah, it's kind of like putting a microscope on these our day our day to day tasks. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Eye of the Beholder, which is the most famous one. It's the pig the pig doctor one. What like is the that pig one? Face one. Um, oh wait, yeah, mm-hmm. just tell. Well, no, it's just a woman who uh, one set up a very uh, scarily with a woman wrapped in bandages. Her face is wrapped in bandages, and they're saying, you know, this is the I think it was like the fourth time or something that she had done surgery, and right. that her we don't really get to see her face through the majority of it. Right. Um, and in fact, the actress oh, they're trying to do plastic surgery. Uh huh. They're her. trying to fix her. Right. Um, and shot amazingly because you cannot see any of the doctor's faces or the nurse's faces. You can't see her face. And even the way that they ra- did her bandages and the unwrapping of her bandages, which was slow, was terrifying. Uh, when I was little, they had a different voice actress. They had a specific voice actress for that part that was different than the actress that actually played her when she was unveiled. I wonder why. Because they wanted someone that sounded like this. She has this like smoky slash like kind of gravelly, you know, gravelly, you know, oh, and, and emotional. If I remember voice. correctly, it was a like a sort of a picture perfect blonde lady mm-hmm. underneath the ma- the the mask, and the and then they show the doctors, yeah, and because yes. everyone's horrified at how she looks, yes. 
And then the TV show The Munsters came out of it. Remember The Munsters? I love The Munsters. <laughs> Jackie, that's classic. <laughs> Classic sitcom writing. It truly. was really truly classic. Very funny. Very if you funny. You want to go back and 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 learn how to write sitcoms. Like they're just very very write classic. that spec, huh? you guys. <laughs> so- I mean, come on, that would actually be funny. Instead of writing your new girl spec, which yep. is you know Covered. how many of those, um, write a Munsters one. Right, and then everyone will know that you know how to write a spec, and it'll probably get a reboot anyways. To be honest, any so, minute now, any, any minute. minute now, R- really. Hey, Rangers, uh, you have been listening to me, Jackie Cation, and uh, Danny Fernandez on The Dork Forest. Uh, Danny Fernandez is going to be at San Diego Comic-Con on several panels. Look for it. D-A-N-I Fernandez, like Fernandez. And it's uh, at Ms. Danny Fernandez on the with Twitter. With a Z, yeah. I would say Fernandez with a Z, which All right. is normal, but sometimes people get fancy with That's an S. That's it. Natural Selection uh, on YouTube and then also live on Alpha at 6 p.m. Uh-huh. Thursdays Pacific. Pacific yes. time, 6 p.m. And Nerdificent is on How, How you, Stuff Works. How Stuff Works. Yeah, we have new uh, episodes. Well, it's also wherever you get podcasts. But, okay. Um, but uh, we have new episodes that drop every Tuesday. At just like the Dork Forest drops on Tuesday. There, you can. Exciting. Thank you for doing the show, Danny. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?